Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and I caught him off guard. It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. I know. I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, did we hit record? I'm looking down and everything. Yeah, trying yeah, Trying to yeah. do his Exec P thing. Yeah, we messed up, we messed checks. up. We, we in it now. Yeah, we in we it. here now. We in it, we in it. Hey, Cash, before we get too far into it, tell the new people who we are and what we do. Yes, this is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, a podcast about music, sports, culture, and entertainment. When I say entertainment, boy, we out here talking about movies, show, TV shows. We talking about if you F up out there, we going to clown you. This is just barbershop banter about everything. Sometimes we tackle real subjects about the culture, but, you know, we try not to be too too down, and we try to entertain you all the guys, give you guys and girls something to look forward to as far as, you know, on the, on the easy side of the street. So that's what we about, man. Uh, Cash, this is where I usually pass it back off to you and say, what are we going to be talking about today? But I'm telling you right now, I'm not leaving here unless we talk about Corday. We're going to talk about Black Captain America. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about that excellent Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, damn. <laughs> did, you, did you catch uh, Godfather of Harlem? No, I haven't okay, watched okay, Godfather okay. of Harlem, but... Oh, what else? What else? That's it? I think that's it. But but with that said, that's pretty much the podcast and what we're going to get to. Uh, we're going to hit you with the timestamps on there. So if it's anything that, you know, tickled your fancy and you want to listen to it, go right straight to it. And we also have a dope ass interview by a new artist that we discovered by the name of Rosetti. So check that out. When man. we say new, it's new to us. So new so to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah new yeah, to yeah, us. He's been us. doing his thing for a while, but he's new to us. Definitely. Uh, we were ashamed to not have tapped in already, but... We we tapped in now because he, he got some he got some dope shit and he's also uh he battles as well. So he has battles on YouTube. His music is out there on all you know digital platforms. So y'all y'all check him out. And I think y'all gonna actually rock with him once y'all watch some of the battles and and his music, listen to his music. So and this slowly, this uh don't sleep network, man. We building a true network of people here to be tapped into these so we don't miss out on these artists uh more often. Like, so now we got him. He's saying like he's gonna help us out in the Virginia area. You know, if anybody else coming on. So I mean, like, hopefully we narrow that down and we don't miss out on these artists coming in a little bit later yeah. than we should have. I, yeah, I, I mean? love I love giving back, brother. Man, I mean, yeah, we can go for the big artists and we do reach out to them directly on on their social media or emails or however we can do it. But if that don't happen in the meantime, we are gonna rock with the people that rock with us. And we're going to rock out like that and give people the platform because we didn't have a platform, so we created our own, and we wanted to create our own so that everybody can get their just due. I like what we're doing. We tapped in. Like, man, like, this is what we started off as, just like, you know, chill, put on. Chill, chilling in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the rooms and, you know, listening at the mixtapes and stuff. What was that mixtape doing? You have one hot artist and the rest of them putting the rest of them on. Mm-hmm. So that's what it comes down to, man. Like, that's, that's kind of like... The essence yeah. of this podcast and what we kind of love. You know how I, good I, I'm it. comfortable in the spot that we are right, Perez, we it may, right it now. It still makes me feel good to this day at 38 years old to be able, yo, you heard that? And then for somebody to actually, I, you know, I just put somebody on the Conway. Man. Now, I know. Who was missing Conway? Kev, it's my man Kev. <laughs> Come on, Kev. So he wasn't he tapped in the Griselda, Conway, nothing like that. I'm pretty sure he know a little bit about him, but wasn't tapped in. And I think I did that that video where I was just like, let me talk about this Conway because it was just that dope to me. So I just did a running gun video real quick and uh, put it out there, man. And I think my excitement about it 
got him excited to listen to it and Conway delivered. So I can understand why Kev missed though, man. He's still over there popping champagne bottles for the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Hey, he's champagning and campaigning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So yeah, I just like I said, man, that's all of the put on, man. I, I love putting people on to new music and and being able to say, I told you about that guy. I don't know why. I just like doing that. Power trip. That's what it sounds like to me. But hey, hey, hey. It might be. It might be. It might be. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I love giving people music. Or I love receiving music from other people that is, you know, that I respect their opinions, you know what I mean? And debate back and forth about it. <laughs> so what we got? What we got? Where you want to start, Press? Uh, let's start. Let's go on and talk about this Falcon and Winter Soldier. Last episode, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, not yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier, my fault, correction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold yeah. up. That Captain. Hey, Captain if you haven't America. did it, like, <laughs> we spoil everything around here. So you either watch the episode or you didn't. If you didn't go on, uh, if you haven't watched it yet, go on and skip forward. Uh, Timestamps are, are down mm. below. But if you have, all right, here we go, man. It's my fault. Cap, Captain American, I don't call it Black Captain America. Black Cap, no, no. Black he Captain don't want, he don't America. Want Black Cap. Uh, we black Captain America <laughs> in the fa- uh, in the Winter Soldier. Yeah, man. So go ahead, man. Start it off. How how, how you feel about? Let's dive in wherever you want to dive in. So they came out with the new suit. That's where they kind of left out on the last episode. And they come in. I was like, man, how they gonna do the new suit? I, I read the comics and stuff like this, so I seen how it was in the comic book. And they stayed, you know, very true to the comic. And then, you know, keeping his wings in the shield. And I think that's a nice little mixture, kind of sets him apart from the original. So you know, you know who he is. And then. Uh, Great episode. I like the action. I know some people saying they don't they ain't like that and like uh, the 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 cut of the film because they had to redo it because I guess they the plot was kind of different originally. They was gonna go with a virus. That's what I'm hearing. So they was like so they cut they chopped it up a little bit different once COVID hit right. So that's kind of why it's like. But I still think everything goes like I I, I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the fast paced action scenes and all this thing. So uh and. Uh, they gave each person their time to shine. You know, I mean, I, the enemy they had him fighting against, like you'd have seen Captain America face him with the super soldier serum. So you see how Falcon went a little bit, my fault, black Captain America went a little different against him, you know, with the wings, you know, to help him out when, he, when he's lacking on the super soldier serum. But uh, the little French dude, like he. he yeah, 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 yeah. The one know? that got brought back by, yeah. uh, what's her name, Carly. Yeah, and I think that was a good show because you knew how that guy hung with Captain America. And if you want to show off like how the new black Captain America is standing up against him, then there you go. It wasn't much of a fight, though, in that sense. You know what I mean? As far as that first fight scene between him and uh, Captain America. But towards the end when he came back and, and uh, kind of pulled everything back together as far as the French guy or whatever. But he made quick work of him. But, you know, nevertheless, man, I, I think it was a really dope episode. Like you said, it was fast-paced action, and then there was a lot of little subtle things on there. So, like, Sharon Carter, I want to get to her first. Oh, so a snake. <laughs> but I always I always knew she was a snake. And, look, Prez is the, the comic book guy that knows this stuff. I'm the guy that just watches and consumes, and I go from there. So I don't know anything. I, I've had comic books in the past, but I've I've – Forgotten more than I remember as far as comments go. So I'm just being entertained just like the rest of you guys are being entertained. So from that standpoint, I knew something was going on with her from the very beginning when they kind of introduced her in terms of all of that stuff as far as uh, how she was in the underground and moving and shaking like that. So I knew something wasn't quite right with her, but, you know, 
It's neither here nor there. You know what I mean? But when she came back and she was willing to step foot on American soil, I was like, ah, there's an agenda. Yeah. There's an agenda there. So what, what did you think of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they brought her back and I was like, okay, you're trying to do it because the Carter name, you're going to like let her do all this stuff. But it was like, um, in the early episodes, I felt like she knew too much and she was moving around too freely to not be connected to something more connected than she was saying or leading on to be. And sure enough, she was. And hey, she's the power broker. Like, so she's the one making all these moves. How long is her new position going to last? I think, like, is she the hidden, like, character? She's basically running her own Hydra. Like, that's kind of like what it seems like to me. You know, different different plan, though. She just out just for the, the power of it. She ain't out to, like, you know, uproot everything. So just... Hey, I got these secrets. I'm willing to sell. Hey, they did me wrong. She's just gonna hold on to that. She's just gonna hold it forever. Like, y'all, y'all left me out. Like, like everybody else wasn't locked up. Like everybody else up in there wasn't locked up. Like Captain America wasn't in the as an outcast. Like he couldn't see everything until Thanos. That's the only time they said, like when, when Thanos came back, they was like, okay, Captain America, go ahead. <laughs> you can come on back. Yo, so so in uh Zemo's uh big plan, because I know you had to whisper towards the end with the guard. He was like one people, uh one world, one people. He whispered that towards the end. And then also I forget No, that wasn't Zemo's plan. That was that uh, Sharon Carter's. Sharon like, Carter's plan. So she still owns, like controls those uh super soldiers. Gotcha. So basically they blew up the other one, they blew up the fake truck, and those people are getting off, but they reported as like they're all gone. So that made Zemo happy and he could rest easy and stuff like this. But you know he's going to find out the info. He's going to break out of the raft, the unbreakable prison. Some, everybody seemed to get out of it some type of way, though. So you're gonna, he's he going to break out eventually. And I, I like to see how his art going to play into it. And then you had uh, Elaine from Seinfeld. On yeah, I, I, I never knew her name to begin with on the show. But yeah, she she was like a nice little willing. And, and what, how about the old Captain America? Why was he so excited to be an agent? This, I, I'm still... I'm mind-blown I'm, I'm mind-blown off the fact that Captain America's still around, right? Like, at the end game, he wasn't dead. He just handed over the shield, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got this old guy, the black <laughs> Captain America, that can still, like, be old and, like, still superpower. Captain America can't lean his, his intelligence, his, his expertise in these situations. Like, why is he just completely out of the picture? And that's why I'm going to continue calling Black Captain America and Captain America so you can distinguish which one I'm talking about. I ain't okay. going to say all yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, got you. And, and, you know, I know they was like, no, he's just Captain America. I want to say Black Captain America because I'm proud that he's black. <laughs> but they did speak to that point in the in the uh, final episode in regards to the Black Captain America thing where the kid called him that and then they kind of cut that, like, no, I'm Captain America yeah, type whatever. deal. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But for but distinguishing in, in this podcast and, and what we're talking about, so you can get it, I understand. But you got you got some pride with it. I got some pride with it. Hey, we got a black Captain America. Oh, uh, man. So, yeah. This. His, 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 uh, his outfit got to be on fire. This uh, coming Halloween, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, as far yeah, as yeah, yeah. kids buying it, they definitely need to sell out on that. Because Marvel, if y'all know what y'all doing, y'all going to put that Black Captain America outfit out there for the kids. All right. You know the way everybody was dressed up as Black Panther, now we got another superhero, bro. I'm like, hey, proud of you, Marvel. Proud of you. So what you think about Bucky's going back and kind of... Doing the things that Captain America told him to do. How you, how you feel about that small little Who? part in there? Bucky, man. Who's that? Winter Soldier. Oh, 
I forgot about it. We got Black <laughs> Apple America. <laughs> I was like, right, right. something that you, something that you, <laughs> something that you go, something that you gonna resonate with that speech, man. Towards the end, I was just like, man, Black Apple America out here say we all wrong. We all wrong. Now, now y'all get to feel our pain. Look at this. See the things that's going on in the world. See, ain't, ain't, ain't right being the underdog, is it? Hey, man, hell of a speech. Hell of a speech. It, it moved me. Like I, I was feeling like uh, Isaiah Bradley. After, yeah, you almost had me for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, damn, do you, are you that hard up all the time? But like, yeah, I think that was dope, man. That speech is everything, man. I think that's a speech that can be said in real life. But I'm glad they tackled it in Marvel. And I'm not. Who's the writers on here? Are they? Are, was it just normal Marvel? Folks, or was it just did they add on? No, no, no. Yeah, this is all Kevin Feige. Like it's still him directing all this. Like so, Marvel, all their TV shows and everything is under one umbrella, same umbrella as the movies now. So you still got Kevin Feige out here doing everything. Man, spoiler alert for the people who don't read comics and stuff like that. Isaiah Bradley, the the his grandson that was there, he's superhero too, called the Patriot or something like that. So he, gotcha. he, can, he can come up with one of them. They kind of setting up this thing with the Young Avengers. It's like, uh, so you got the uh, the new Hawkeye, Hawkeye movie that's coming out, uh, TV show that's coming out. The female Hawkeye is one. Then you got uh, Wanda's kids. They're part of it. You got this Patriot guy. All of them are going to be the Young Avengers. So I, they're planting those seeds. How soon they like switch it over completely and everything? And who knows? Because I mean, we got black having American night. Now you can keep it going for a minute. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. So, overall, y'all haven't checked out Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Go check it out. If you look for it on Disney Plus, it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier as of right now. But, you know, we probably ruined it for you. But, you know, go watch it again. Go see for yourself. It's well worth the six hours of content. And speaking of six hours of content, my final thoughts on this. I like that they're doing this. Six shows in and out. Of course, I want more as I do like this this Marvel and what they put out, but I like it's like the short albums, bro. Get right to it. A lot of action. Every episode was like a little cliffhanger and boom, you're done. You know what I mean? I like what they're doing with the characters too as far as just like they give us like Wonder, like next time we're going to see her is in the movie. TV show movie and they did they lining it up right and and then now with uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier they saying that's gonna be the next movie and it looks no different looks no different like between movie and TV show quality there's there's no difference in it so I'm loving that man I'm loving that so switching gears man but staying in the movie lane talk a little bit about Mortal Kombat how you how you feel about that man like was it was it was it good to you? Did you enjoy it? Man, Did that, you go into it with your typical trailer, cynical? That trailer was amazing. <laughs> Had me hype. <laughs> Man. You and me both, brother. You and me both. I watched that movie. Then I went back and watched the trailer. I was like, these ain't the same movies. This ain't the same. You can't be talking about no. <laughs> they got us. They got us with the old one too, man. Yeah, they, man. I, you know... <laughs> As much as people say, hey, you 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 looking into it too much. You're being too critical. I'm not being critical. I, I don't look at it with a critical eye. The shit was whack. The shit, shitty is shitty, man. Like the, the character arcs, whoever, the characters they put in there, the new character they try to put into the to the movie as far as the lead character, he was washed. Like it was yeah, bad the, all the around. The lead character, I think, is what kind of took me away from it. It was just like 
And not nothing against the actor. I'm just saying, whoever the guy is, I had no attachment to him. And then the way they was trying to make you say, like, he feel for his family, but then they was teleporting. I was like, he didn't care about his family for one second. Then all he care about is his family. He just going back here. It's just like, bro, y'all everywhere with this on, on, on for his motivation and stuff like this as a, as a hero. And But I will say that opening scene, with Scorpion and Sub Zero, man. Anytime they was on screen together, bro, that, that it was, was fire. That was, it was, was fire. fire. Yeah. So the good thing part about it was the Kung. I like that Kung Lao scene too. When um he split, what was uh what's her name? Um, I forget. Lena? Yeah. When he split. No, no, no. He, he split. The, who he split in half? It was the flying. Yeah, I think that was his fatality. The fatality part. So I like that, and I like the cheesy fatality. Like this was everything that you want in terms of cheesiness. Like if that that's what your goal was in the watch cheap All entertainment. Then cool, like that's cool, I, and I get the people that that feel that way. All I'm saying is, regardless of what you was going into it for or not looking like it was dope, every last one of y'all, whether you are one of these cynics that or one of these people that say, ah, you know, and it, it was good, it was what you expect. Whether you fall on either side, you know you was hyped by that trailer. Yeah, you thought more of this movie by that trailer. If you say it lived up to what the trailer was and what you thought it was going to be, you're lying. I don't know why you're caping for <laughs> the movie being rewatchable. It's not rewatchable. You, you're you watching Trash two times in a row and three times some of you. Iggy, uh, one of our homies from uh, Iggy's Live Mouth Podcast. I just don't, I just don't get it, man. Like, you just, you can, everything can't be good, man. Like, why, every, why everybody got to make... Everything good. Like some things you could, it's okay to say. Yeah, it's I mean, whack. especially like, I like when, you got, stuff. when you got three movies of them out there, and I still feel like the first Mortal Kombat was the better movie wise as the best of them. Like now, gore wise and more. This was in good. Tune yeah, with the, I like this. The actual yeah. uh, video game is this one. Like this one had that. Like where they hitting the actual fatalities, but like. I thought Kano was good. I thought whoever the dude who played him, but I said like they, that that new guy they threw For in cheap, there. Yeah, cheap laughs and stuff like that. Like I wasn't going into it super serious. I just think that, like I said, man, I couldn't get past. Luke Kang was trailer. a wash. Like yeah. it made him just seem insignificant in the whole of deal. Kung Lao was probably the best character overall for me personally. Oh, like Scorpion, I, like I could rewatch that that opening scene forever. I got you. I feel you, I feel you. But uh but they they got the villains right or whoever was on. Yeah, they got them right as far as how they, they shot them and how they uh they chose those actors. But at the end of the day, man, it just you know, they're setting up for another movie, but I don't know if they're gonna be able to get another they movie. Be, off. They better kill that guy right off back. Yeah, who? No, what the director? Nah, Scorpion. Oh, I thought no, no not not Scorpion. The yeah. Scorpion. The I, don't, I really don't hope they kill the director. But I just thought you was man. No, no, no. I'm not gonna <laughs> jumping out there. You know what I mean? Bring Scorpion in. Get rid of whoever his descendant was. Just get rid of that character. Bring in who we really want to see. We want to see Scorpion. You already brought him back. So why did you just take him out of the movie? And then here's the thing, like with Johnny Cage, right? They, they put this big thing towards the end, like they're going to L.A. to find more fighters or wherever Johnny Cage is, which is Hollywood, what they mm -hmm. have led to. But correct me if I'm wrong, man. You know, I just, I'll just go back to when I played the game. I ain't, I've never picked Johnny Cage playing that game. But I've never. A, but it is, I mean, I know with the video game, he is one of the prominent characters. Yeah. But in in, I don't know. I just think that he ain't. 
he ain't the guy that everybody picked or played with. But in the video game, like they keep putting him at the forefront. So I don't think he really has a a story for me that I really give a shit about. So I'm not looking forward to the next that one. Story wise, I feel like he he'll be better than the, the guy they had up there front right now. Like I forget the, his name, his character, but like. The guy who's forefront right now, they can swap him out with Johnny Cage. I take that. Any oh day. yeah, yeah. But I'll take that over that any day. But they have to pick but, somebody yeah, good. But, no, <laughs> Luke Kane, Scorpion. Those are the ones that I'm gonna kind of like lean towards. And you use Luke Kang as like a side character, and then Scorpion. Like you started off like he was like Luke gonna be the, the main character. He was up. Like, yeah, magically come back and then magically gone. It's just like come I on. thought. I thought the new the the guy that played the leak. Character. I don't even remember what his real name was. I thought he was gonna somehow morph Cole. Cole. I thought Cole was somehow gonna be a descendant of Scorpion and come back as Scorpion. And then when the gold thing came yeah. on his chest, and then he was still Cole. <laughs> the guy who get beat up. <laughs> he was still Cole. Damn, Cole, you stupid. Like, I mean, like, damn. <laughs> I was like, I everything about this was bad. His superpower man. was that he get beat up. Like, huh? He could keep taking it, and then he, he get, just yeah. power, he power up a little bit more to take a little bit more. How is taking an ass whooping a strong character trait? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Oh, man. So, Mortal Kombat, if you like it and, and you feel otherwise, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure you guys out there would dive deeper into it, those that are really into Mortal Kombat. But this is just us watching. I mean, I'm just watching as a, a fan of Mortal Kombat, playing it back in my childhood, and I ain't like it. Two thumbs down from Cash. Two thumbs. I I like the action. I can watch it with my kids. I can watch it with my kids, and I can be. I I can watch stupid, gory stuff. I can watch it. I like the stupid. Speaking of stupidity, man, I just gotta hit this part. Jax get his superpower, and it makes his arms more mechanical. That was his, huh? (laughs) All they, all they had the small arms. Small mechanical arms, and they. His superpower was he become a robot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Two uh, thumbs down. Two thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> off that, off that. What we got next? What we got next? Um, let's let's talk about the core day. Yeah, man, let me pull up this track list, man, because I, I want to do this right, because I really enjoyed this. I, I was looking forward to hearing something from the young brother, and uh, he, he did his damn thing on this well, one. We know what the first song was, More Life, right? Yeah. We had four tracks on there. Featuring them. Q-Tip. Featuring Q-Tip, man. Man. A lot of people was clamoring for Q-Tip to actually rap, like on Twitter, what I was saying. we don't need him to rap. He did exactly what he needed to do. Let Corday shine. And Last this dude, we heard Q-Tip, he was sounding phenomenal on a Busta Rhymes album, so I could have... I got I got the Tribe Called Quest album if I want to listen to Q-Tip. <laughs> man, I Q-tip. could never get more Q-Tip. You tripping. <laughs> help, help mix or something like that. Like, man, I don't, you did the perfect, doing the hook. Let Corday shine on this, man. He definitely and that he did. Corday. And that he did, man. So, uh, so More Life was the first one. It, it was a cool intro. Welcome back. Because, I mean, he's dropped some stuff over the course of... The last what? When did uh, let Lost, us know? I two years ago, Lost Boy came out, yeah. and we we did we cover that? Yeah, we here? definitely covered that. I don't think we were putting out videos like that on there, but we did cover it. But uh, but yeah, we were we definitely were cracked our top, rocking with like, that uh, album, of, album the year. of the year and stuff like this, and then we gave him Rookie of the Year or something like that. So uh, 
Yeah, that that Corday man, like it was classic, like his first album, classic type material. In my eyes, you know, just as far as the intro <clears throat> plays all the way through this four pack, seemed like he when he dabble like this and give us it. I, I don't mind the way it seems like he's perfectionist in a good way, and that's exactly what he said us. on one of the songs. I forget what it was. He he said he's a perfectionist, and sorry for the wait, but he got to get the shit right. And when you drop something like that on your first tour, and everybody kind of picks up on it, all the OGs are giving you praise, and they liking that shit. You are now the priority at your label because he wasn't. You can't tell me he was when he first dropped. Oh, no. They didn't see that coming from him. So when he dropped the Lost Boy, we everybody from top to bottom gave him. It don't matter where where you went in rap circles, they gave him his props. So I could imagine that's a lot to live up to, especially if you take your craft seriously and you do want to do the people justice and give you know make the OGs proud and make yourself proud at the end of the day. So I'm rocking with that. But the next song. Yeah, man, like, let's not forget what's going on in his personal life, man. He kind of set it off up in here. He said it a little bit in the song, man. But he got to go support the girl. Every time you see his uh, every time you see his old lady at the uh, tennis tournament, she whooping Serena ass. Or or she's just doing well, and he just over there supporting and just smiling. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, he got him Get a that nice money. one. Hey. <laughs> He, he can afford to relax. <laughs> yes, he can. Yes, he can. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, but next up, Dream and Color, man. How you feel about that joint? Every last one of these songs were great. More Life came on with Q-Tip. Feeling like, oh, man, this this nice little tone setup. Continue to step it up with each track. Yeah. And I like the little singing part he did on the hook as far as Dream and Color, because that's more my speed. Like, More Life was a little bit more slow and melodic and just giving you the bars and where he's been since uh, he dropped the last album. But then More Life was like, oh, shit, he's getting better at songwriting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And production and stuff like that. He wrote the beat perfectly. So I'm definitely digging More Life. But the standout track to me was What's Up featuring Young Thug. He had Young Thug actually attempting to keep up rapping-wise. Like the, I'll say, all right, all right, all right. He's sleeping on Thug. I'm not sleeping on Thug. Thug ain't say nothing mind-blowing or nothing like that, but I think that the cadence and the flow match what Corday was doing, and I didn't see that from Thug. I, or I don't think I've heard Thug rap like that since, shit, it's been a minute. Like, All About the Money was the last time I heard Thug really getting after it rapping-wise. Other than that, like he still does his melodic thing, but on What's Up, he came into Corday's world mm-hmm. and... To be honest with you, I think what's up is better than damn near everything on Slime Flu 2. I'm just keeping it a buck, man. Slime Flu 2. Is that the the one the, the other album that came out this week with like yeah, yeah. Young Thug? Oh. Yeah, that's no, yeah, it came I, out two weeks ago. No, it came out last week, right? No. Oh, yeah, last week. Slime Language 2. Slime yeah. Language 2. That's the name of it. Yeah, I said Slime Flu. But anyway. I, I, I would agree. I would, I would agree. Yeah, it's one of the better. Like if it's thirty-seven songs on um, Slime Language too. Anyway, God, no wonder they make. And he dropped the deluxe recently. Anyway, this is Corday's show. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, I was surprised to hear Young Thug sounding so good, good on that man. So, but last to join up, man. Uh, Thornton Street, I believe that's the name of it. How did you feel about that joint? Oh yeah, with the soulful beat. Okay, yeah, that's the one that had the real soulful yeah, beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melodic man. Killed it. Yeah. Again, man, like, 
There's nothing not to like about Corday, it's man. Don't, it never gets old. It never gets old. Damn. Yeah, it never gets old. Like, I mean, I've heard this rags the richest story rap so many times. And I can't get enough of those rag the richest story raps. Like, it, it always does me, it always makes me smile when it's done right. You know what I mean? When you can kind of just speak to your life. And it's a shame so many black young black men have this same story. You know what I mean? Single mother had to do it on her own and all that stuff. But it lets you into his life and it gives you him. And I, I think that was a dope way to end it off. He gave you the Young Thug one, which was up-tempo. That can go anywhere. You can play that at any time. He had the slow start off with Q-Tip. And then um, he had Dream and Color where he played with the flow and, and sang a little bit more on the hook. And he ended off with Thornton Street. Um, that's what it's called, your Thornton Street. Giving you that, that real life, real talk. That dear mama type feel. Yeah. So Justin Till, check it out. Um, Corday joint was fire, man. I can't wait to hear what he got in store as far as an album. So it better come out this summer. Don't don't keep us waiting. As you know, it's been two years now. I understand COVID year. They're pulling Drake. Oh no! Pull a Drake on us, man. Don't go. Don't be gone too long. Don't be gone too long. You ain't afforded that luxury. Now the last album was you. You said it was a classic. I'm saying it was very good. But you know, you was doing your rapper bravado. I heard it in the rhymes. I heard you say it. But continue doing your thing, young brother, man. And we looking forward to the album, man. We can't wait. You better be here before June. Yeah, please. We, we need that, man. <laughs> give us, give us something, man. Give us something, man. But with that said, man, let us know how you feeling about the Corday. You rocking with it, or you know what I'm saying? It, have y'all not been on Corday? Check out Lost Boy, man, and from two years ago, and y'all gonna see exactly what me and Prez is talking about as far as how talented this kid really is. Cash. Corday dropped this four pack. Drake dropped that. What was it four pack two? Scary mm-hmm. hours two. Yeah. Didn't he say at the top of the year he was going to drop an album? Don't we say we're going to talk about stuff on the podcast and never get to it? Yeah, we, I can't we, blame him. I can't be mad. He lied. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to hold him accountable? Quit holding the game hostage. <sighs> I don't care. I'm different from you. I don't care because I got more music to get to. It's too much music to get to for me to really care about not hearing Drake or Kendrick or Cole. Like These dudes is... Chronic perfectionist, and I and I get it. Like they're afforded that luxury. You know what luxury. makes me mad? You know What's that? What makes me mad about this? That I'm gonna be extra critical about them for making us wait this long. I'm gonna want to find something wrong with it, but I know I'm probably not. <laughs> so what's the problem? And that one makes me even more mad. <laughs> it's waste. It's wasted energy. It's wasted energy. Like just wasted. like. Like, man, come on. Like, why you must tell us? Why you must put out that? Oh, I'm about to do this. If you ain't gonna do it, just just drop. Prefer like J. Cole, just random drop. Yeah, give me give me two, three weeks, ramp up, yeah. start seeing some things that feel like an album and, and drop it. Because at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Giving us a ramp up for especially for fans like I was us. gonna give us some little, oh, I had to get the clearance. Just shut the hell up about it. That's all I'm saying. Why are you starting the hype machine way early? You're killing the hype. <laughs> but I know you're gonna live up to I know, man. I know, I know. So, but yeah, yeah. Oh well. They'll come in when they come in. I yeah. think they come in this summer. Yeah. I think some of the big dogs come in this summer for sure. Yeah. For sure, man. Yeah. It's cool, man. Hey, hey, we got a we got a guest coming on though. You ready? Oh, okay. You ready for that? Yeah, we got Rosetti. We got Rosetti coming on, man. So let's let's uh Rosetti's a dope artist from Virginia. 
we're gonna get into that interview. Listen, he, he does battle rap. He does a he does a lot of different things, man. So you know, I think y'all gonna like this and follow his music. He has a new album, EP, project. You know, I Got two of them. I, I don't know nope. what to call it, but it's coming out soon on May fourth called Playground Legend. Hey, let, let's get into the interview, man. Yeah, gonna jump into it. Introducing to the couch for the first time, Rosetti. Balance. Look, crispy tall tea, white flays, and Jabot jeans. Wore that there day around the time that I was 14. Now I'm 28, the shirt's fitted, and I'm so clean. Biceps busting out the short sleeves, eating hella protein. Focused on my health, both physically and mentally. Took a lot of L's, oh well, what it meant to be. Last thing I'm needing is some sympathy. Walking to the building with my head high, off a of blunt of sour with a head high. Tippy and Cali passed the visine. Nigga, my weed gave me red eyes. And I'm about to catch a red eye. Headed to the East Coast, giving out free smoke. If we go in bar for bar, probably won't be close. Yeah, close. Be like, who are you? A nigga that'll ruin you. I'm swinging like Zabuma fool. You leaving with your teeth broken, Lord. I am not finna play with you I niggas. Red light, I don't know what else to say to you niggas. Malcolm X and the Nike Tech. I'm hella comfortable leading my people. Set the example by being cerebral. The bodies piling up, them people really wildin'. Bro, they pullin' fire guns. It's like killing us ain't even illegal. Damn. Good thing I studied Benny Siegel. The handshake don't match. It's real, y'all. It's real, Petersburg, Virginia. MC, you know, just doing what I can to keep lyricism alive, man. That's just about it. I appreciate y'all for having me. What's good? Hey, not a problem, good brother. Not a problem, man. So, so VA is it, huh? VA's home. Yes, sir. Petersburg, Virginia. Born and raised. Uh, if people don't know, like in the 804 area specifically, we we have a uh, a pretty dope underground scene of uh, you know of, of, of lyricists. Um, I, I like to kind of compare it to what Buffalo has going on. It doesn't sound the same. But I know I noticed, you know, past couple of years, upstate New York, you know, they've been bringing a certain feeling back. And I feel like that's something that we that we've been doing here for a while now, too. So, uh, you know, we just, we're just now starting to get a little bit of recognition for that. And uh, you know, I just want to be one of the people to continue to try to try to bring our area to the forefront. All right. So, like, let's start from the beginning. Like, how, how long have you been doing it? I know you have a ton of projects as we we went through it and we were able to get the two of them, which we'll highlight today and, and what you have coming up. But how did you begin and, and how did you get started? Man, it's uh, on my first album, Waves, it's, it's a story I tell uh, pretty much about how I got started, uh, you know, just writing raps in general. So um, I'll go ahead and share that with y'all. Like I said, I'm from Virginia, but uh, every summer in uh from the time I was, I want to say like six until I was like 13, 14 or something like that. Um, I would spend my whole summer in Newark, New Jersey with my grandma. So uh, they had this store up there called called Valley Fair. And uh, it's pretty much just like a big swap meet type, type of store. Um, anyway, I'm in the store. Um, I look I look over and there was a dude. He was, uh, he was selling these smack DVDs um, and everything. And I just remember at the time, like I said, I was in New York in like late '90s, early 2000s. So you know, Rockefeller was it was the thing. So I was a big Beanie Siegel fan, and uh, Beanie Siegel was on was on the cover of that particular issue of, or that particular DVD, the Smack DVD. So I went over there. I'm like seven, eight years old, little bad little kid. They wasn't looking. I went and stole the DVD and shit. 
<laughs> um, so uh, get back to my grandma's house. You know, she old. She don't even have no DVD player at this time. So I got to wait like two, three months until I get back to Virginia to the house to play it. Get back home. I throw it in. And anybody who know about like the Smack DVDs at the end, they would always have a battle on them. And this particular one, it was uh, Mook versus Lux. And that, that was the battle that I watched on that DVD. And uh, you know, I was in the music and everything, but like it, that was different for me. Just the way they were putting their words together and everything. That's really what made me want to like, you know, pick up a pen and start trying to write and everything. And, you know, I, I didn't start putting music out until 2019, but that was the beginning of me starting to get interested in wanting to, you know, kind of kind of explore that a so little bit. That's kind of interesting because we, we went through that as well as far as your battles. And we've been that's how me and Prez even met in the rest of our chat our group chat, like, off of DVDs. Like, we in the military, so I'm from New York, Prez is from Alabama, my other homies from Florida, Jersey. Like, we got cats from all over. But that's how we all connected was through Smack DVD battles. Yeah, so, that's the essence, you know what I mean? It was like, like I'm saying, like, I love the music and everything, but it's, the battles, it's, it's, it's more free-flowing, right? Like, I don't really have restrictions on trying to stay within this box, this pocket here or this 16, whatever the case is, it's more free. So I feel like my, my music kind of has that feeling to it because that's how I started writing. I started writing like without beats and everything. So like now I just kind of take that same format and just apply it to beats and add flows and stuff like that. Uh, but with that said, man, let, let's let's dive into your, your battle history and some of the stuff that you've been doing as far as battles lately. Now we peeped two of them. First one, was a clear body bag in my in my opinion versus uh I think is it King Trill? Am I saying his name? Uh, his name that was uh King Fizzle. King Fizzle. All right, on the South South Paw Battle Coalition, correct? That's right. Yeah, that's a that's a battle league based out of here in Richmond. You correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. Did I? Did I see him pull out a phone to remember his raps? <laughs> I, rock, I, I, I rock with Fizzle. I, I I ain't gonna go crazy on him, but he he pulled the phone out. That, that was one of my rebuttals. Uh, because uh, he had said, because I like we, it's this thing we got out here called RVA uh, Rap Elite, which is uh you know it's like a cipher competition or whatever. So um, I pulled up to one of the ciphers. I was like you know a year or so ago, and like I had a I had a little stumble or something on, on one of my verses. Um, so uh, he said something about the stumble and me choking or whatever in, in the cipher. But I'm like you you can't say that when you don't pull your phone out for both both verses, my boy. Like it, it don't it, that don't it only add up. You know what I'm saying? But. Nah, that that happened for sure. <laughs> hey, I, I rock with them. I rock with y'all, man, and it, it's great that y'all doing that, man, locally. And I, I have to catch up because I, I wasn't hip to it. But with that said, man, whoever's editing it is doing a damn good job. But yo, y'all gotta y'all gotta help my man now. Y'all gotta edit that out. Y'all can't show him peeking at the phone. <laughs> yeah, nah. Down the it's funny is the guy who does who edits those battles is uh, I feel like I'm like in out of the frame and shit. Let me get myself right. Um, I feel like the, the guy who edits those battles, his name is BC, and he actually does some work with URL. It's pretty crispy. Hey, I got my beard looking looking all lush. But you, but the next battle, you was in there with a monster. I, I ain't even going to lie. Habib was in there. Y'all was punching each other's heads off. So... Yeah, y'all got a new y'all got a new system as well, man. Can you can you speak about that battle and, and how you think it went? Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh shout out Habib for starters. Habib been battling for a while. He's one of the, he's one of the vets in our area. Right. So the fact that, you know, that was my third battle ever. So the fact that I got Habib on, on my third battle was like something that don't really happen like that. You know what I mean? So so salute to him for taking that battle. 
And it's one of them things where just to keep it, just to keep it a buck, he 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 a vet, you know what I'm saying? And it was like it was certain stuff that he was that he was doing in there, and he knew how to react to certain things and and all of that. And I you know, and I just didn't I didn't handle it the way that I would like to handle it, right? Because there was a couple other things like I thought that the battle was gonna be in one location, but it wasn't. Uh, there was that I was writing for a different opponent for a while and ended up having to get Habib instead. So there was that. But with that being said, he had to deal with those same circumstances. But with him being a vet, he knew how to handle the shit, and I just didn't handle it as well. And then on top of that, I felt like the crowd was sleeping on some of my material. So it's one of those things where when you're a puncher, you know, you got a lot of punchlines and everything. Whenever they not landing, like the ones that you think going to land, if they don't hit the way you think they are. Yeah, you got to remain confident. Yep. You got to, because it's it's easy, it's easy to not really deliver it the way that that you that you wanted to deliver it. And that's what happened to me in that battle, you know what I mean, to be honest and everything. So you know, I still stand by my material. I think I think I had a lot of a lot of dope shit in there that kind of went over heads, but you know, like I said, Habib Habib a vet and he 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 did he did what vets do, you know what I'm saying? But um no, I'm, 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 I'm gonna be back in there for sure. I'm gonna be back in there. I actually have it's not um it's not a yeah, battle battle in the sense of like, you know, acapella, but uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the World MC platform, but they have a, a thing they do called a, a bar fights. And I'm, I'm battling somebody on a, on that platform next weekend, actually. So that, that, that'll be my, you know, my next, uh, next endeavor in the battles and whatnot. That's, that's dope that you, you moving in and out the battle scene and putting out music, but I, I'll give you the, the cliche question. Cause I, I often wonder with battle with folks that battle and do music, do you feel like it's gonna be a pigeonhole if your success goes in one area or the other as far as being labeled a battle rapper? Yeah, I don't I mean it's it's possible, but I don't I don't really think about it that way just because my content in battles and my content in, in music is two different things, right? So I feel like if I was kind of doing the same thing musically that I do in battles, that you know, I could get pigeonholed in that way. But you know, my music a lot of times is a lot more conscious and I'm doing different things with my flows and all that, where in battles, I'm just on you and you know what I mean? It's just, a, it's a lot more aggressive, you know? So I just feel like it's, it's two completely different things that I'm doing. So I don't, I don't really think about it that way, but you know, a lot of people who, you know, might carry the gun bars and all of that from their battles over to the music, it's kind of the same thing. So people kind of look at you the same way. Whereas I feel like, my music and my battles are kind of two separate entities in a way because of, because of the way I structure them. So listening to your two albums that you dropped this year, I kind of liken it to like a, a Sue Surf or, or Daylight. Like you can dabble in both lanes and, and you did it well on your two projects that you dropped. So so with Sugar Water Purple and Playground Legends, can you, can you take us through that and, and how those came together? For Sugar Water Purple... Uh, that that's that's that project was was big for me because that's that was the first project that I that I mixed and mastered myself, um, and that that that's really been a game changer. I, I've been able to put out a lot more music this year because it's just, it just cut costs, you know, to not have to sit here and try to pay for studio time, pay for the mixing, pay for the mastering. I can I can do all of that out, out of my house now, and that was the first project I did that on. So I love Sugar Water Purple because of that. And um, on top of that, I just really, I love those songs, man, for real. And, you know, I always try to start start my projects uh, making a statement, right? And on Sugar Water Purple, the first song on there 
was a joint called uh, "Ain't for You," and the first the first bar of that song is, "If you don't think I'm fired, then it's ain't for you." And that's that's really how I that's really that's really how I felt, you know, at at, at the time because. You know, it's one of those things when you start making music, you're always looking for validation and you want to know what people think about it and this, that, and the third. And you kind of just get to a point where it's just like, bro, I'm just, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do what I do. You know what I mean? I don't really have time to sit here and worry about who like it and who don't, you know? So I, man, that, that project was really me just kind of stepping into myself as an artist, you know, doing a, doing a little more like singing in the backgrounds and stuff like that, just getting more comfortable. Um, but a part of that is, being able to do it at home, you know, like I don't have to sit here and sing and sound terrible in the studio in front of somebody. I can, I can test it out as many times as I want to by my goddamn self. Yo, we're, we're starting to see a lot more artists do that too, man. It's just be a lot more self-contained in how, how they approach the music. So we definitely commend you for that, man. Doing everything and keeping things in house sometimes could save you money, you know what I mean? And and definitely lends you to a certain expertise to where now, you know, the world is yours. Yeah, like and and it, it's really you kinda gotta be self sufficient now. I mean, I was I was you kinda I was kinda forced into it because of COVID, but um you kinda have to be that way now just because people are producing that at a at a high clip, you know, and I I was kinda looking around, it's just like you know, Kendrick and, and them, they, they have the luxury of dropping an album and sitting for two years and, you know, coming back out and it being cool. If I drop some and you don't hear nothing from me for six months, that, you know, I'm I'm just not at that point where, where, where I can do that, you know, so I got to I gotta be able to crank out as much stuff as possible, you know, and, you know, just make sure I'm not watering it down, but, you know, as much as, as, much as I can and keeping it at a high level, I, I got to do that, for, you know, for the time being. It's funny that you say that because President and I have been going back and forth about that, about how long rappers been taking off and stuff like that. So, damn, that that's crazy, man. But, yeah, we, we definitely need them to, sh- to drop these two to three years in between. I, I mean, I'll, I'll just let you speak on it. I was talking to my boy the other day about TDE. I, I sat there and broke it down. I, I gave him literally the days since every single one of them dropped the album. It's been mad long for every single one of them. And I'm tight. I need that. But t- to y'all point, though, here's, here's where I disagree. Because if these guys are putting out shit at a high clip, maybe they're not that type of artist who can keep up that level of quality. You know what I mean? So I might as well... Get every time Kendrick drop, I know I'm gonna have a classic. Then in the meantime, I got some Rosetti, I got some Jr., I got some King James. I got I get to discover new artists, and if they wait too long, people gonna take your spot. And it is what it is. So I'm I'm I I want to hear new Kendrick. I want a new hear new Schoolboy. But when they J Cole is another one. But if they take their break, I don't necessarily care. You know what I mean? But it is barbershop talk. It is barbershop talk, and, and they do need to come out. They overdue. But uh, I wanted to go back to your your point in um, doing everything by yourself and uh, being a one-stop shop and, and the validation. We we go through that same thing here. You know what I'm saying? At this point, we've been doing podcasting. Damn, that's crazy. We just came up on two years. I didn't even, we ain't even celebrated. We just been working. But with the validation, like we don't even care to ask people, yo, what you think of this? What you think of that? We just putting it out and showing and proving. And, and I like that you kind of spoke to that and COVID took you to that to that point where you had to do it all by yourself, you know? So so moving forward, 
do you see yourself actually opening up for other people? And did you develop any skills to where now you can help out other artists? Yeah, um, I've just like kind of gotten into that, like gotten to the point with my mixes that I'm comfortable enough to offer that service, you know. So I've I've started mixing and mastering some records for for some other people, which um, you know it's introduced me to some other artists, and it's also another form of cash flow to to continue to throw into my own career as well. Um, but on, like on top of that, it's just like like I said, I had a show last night in Richmond. Um, it was dope as hell, but uh, it was a lot of independent artists there that that I know when I rock with. But the thing is. You know, it's kind of, you know, you have people who are like well-known and this is in every scene. You have people who are well-known and get the recognition. Then you have people who aren't as well-known, but they are, you know, just as talented. And I was kind of linking up with some of those guys and, you know, just telling them I want to try to, you know, put to put together something with them, you know, a little four or five song uh, project or whatever, just because I, I feel like they, I feel like they talented as hell, but it's just like, your your mix is ass, you know. What I mean, <laughs> like just to just to, just just to be frank about it, and you know, nobody's gonna listen to that. You can have all of the bars in the world, or whatever the case is, but if if it's not all if it's not audible, no nobody's gonna play that, you know. So I, I I've been trying to uh, just link up with some folks who uh, I, I feel like are talented, but don't necessarily have the resources to put out stuff at a, at a certain quality that that'll make it audible. Yeah, people don't get it, man, and, and don't really give listeners the benefit of the doubt that we are intelligent listeners. And if your shit sounds terrible, it's, we're going to listen to it with a certain type of disdain. Like, ah, you know what I'm saying? I see he got potential, but I'm going to come back when I feel like he's real. he or she has really got it right. This ain't, this, this, this ain't, this ain't the, 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 the clue error and shit either. Like back then you can get it off. You can just record, you can just record some shit, throw it out and it, it ain't matter. Wasn't nobody mixing nothing like that. But like now you, you can't, you can't do that. It, it doesn't work like that. And people don't understand that you really have to invest in, in, in the quality of things or figure out how to do it yourself and, you know, make it to a certain quality. All right. So I wanted to double back to the, uh, the music and playground legend part volume one. And then also, uh, your your previous project here in 2021 that we were just discussing. So, like when you're going into these projects, are you listening to old? You mentioned old Siegel. That that's what you grew up on. What are you listening to for inspiration? Is it rap music? Is it R and B? Or is it something totally different before you start a project? Uh, for real, the the first thing I do uh, if I'm feeling like I'm going, if I want to put a project together, I watch battles. Honestly, because my my thing is this the the way that I, that I craft my craft my songs regardless of what the song is about I need one or two lines that's that's going to stand out you know just don't just be as just being dope lyrically right and just watching battles just makes my brain work in a different kind of way so like in my phone I just have literally in my notes just a database of just mad random general bars or whatever um, so I'll just compile a bunch of those and then I'll sit down and start crafting the songs and, you know, plug and place the bars where I want them, you know, if, if, if they fit in these songs. So the first thing I'll do, watch battles, get a bunch of bars, whether they be punchlines, metaphors, uh, whatever the case is. And then after that, what I'll do, I'll go back to albums that I think sound good. And, you know, like uh, Dre uh, 2001 to me is, is is the best sounding rap album I've ever heard as far as quality wise. Um, so I'll go back to that album and then I use that to 
um, pretty much attack my mixes and my masters and even some of the things I do in the background, whether it be ad libs, echoes, things like that. Um, Cause I'm more so just trying to pull it, pull it together and make it, make it a whole, a whole production, I guess. So um, yeah, definitely battles first, but then after that, I'll just listen to songs and albums that I just think sound good and, you know, try to base it off of that. Yeah, your mix is definitely a fire. And after this, we'll, we'll definitely link up on how to make our mixes better for sure. That's a that's an instant plug right there, <laughs> but uh, but um, like I, that's dope that you talk about how shit sounds because me and Prez are like big on that, and then mix. Uh, we were talking about TDE earlier. Another other albums that sound pristine whenever he works on it is uh, mixed by is it Ali, mixed by Ali. Pristine. It's just it's just crystal, and it's like you could turn you could turn the volume up all the way. That's like I'm trying to get to get to that, and that's that's what I pay attention to. Yeah, so he got something called engineers. I think I was looking up to where he's he's helping out engineers and producers, basically, because you're a business. Like basically, what you're doing. So yo, check that out, man. That engineers thing. He, he's putting people on, and I think they recorded now in the new Defro or old Defro studio. So he bought that. And now he's moving out, doing that, trying to help engineers. So that's definitely a, a, a dope thing. But speaking of engineering and production, is, is are you working with people from your city? How, how are you getting production nowadays? Yeah, well, I mean, in the, in the beginning, you know, like everybody else, I was on YouTube to, for starters. And I would just, you know, find producers through there and, you know, get end up buying their beats that way. Um, now that I'm starting to get, you know, a little more notoriety and whatnot, um, people, I just get beat packs in, in my email. Honestly, I probably get, you know, three, four or five beat packs in my email, um, every week. So now people just send them to me and I, you know, whenever I get a chance to sit down, I just kind of sift through and I, you know, I, I pick them out that way now. Yo, so, I mean, it looks like these short albums, these EPs are, are here to stay and you came out in 2019, like you said earlier, but you've been dropping project after project and you're already up to two in 2021. And I'm sure you're probably going to be at four or more by the end of the year. Can you tell us a little bit about your strategy for that? One thing, one thing I, I want to say for um, other independent artists like, like myself, uh, this is something that, uh, you know, I had, I had to come to grips with and I feel like everybody should come to grips with and just understand that like, we don't really have a whole lot of time to get people's attention, right? So I have some long albums, just like an hour, hour and change and all of that. But like this year, I've the short ones are working better for me, right? Because if somebody doesn't know you, 17, I'm it's like 17 minutes of music, then people are more inclined to sit down and listen to that, right? Regardless of how good good it is, just giving people a little bit, I feel like less is more. For, for us, right? So I, I, I wanted to, to say that first. Um, but then, um, as far as the, that album specifically, I, 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 really, I really love love that project and, and the songs on there because that was like one of the first times I was I showed my personality. Right before that, a lot of a lot of it was just like rap, 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 bars, 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 bars. But you know, I feel like on that project, I really showed my personality more. Like you said earlier on the uh, Frank Thomas song, I was just messing around, singing a little bit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I know that shit sounds terrible, but that's that's what I do <laughs> like on, 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 on my day-to-day. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm clowning around and shit. That's the type of dude I am. So, like, just being able to sh- give my personality a, l- a little bit a little bit more in the music this year 
has, has helped me a lot because now, you know, people almost buy into you more than the music. That's just kind of how I go. Wise words, wise words, man. But yeah, man, it's funny, man, because a couple of years ago, I remember when this short album phase started, Prez and I were often like, man, damn, why they keep giving us these short albums? Why they keep giving us these short albums? But as time went along, as people get busier and even for us, man, having kids and wives and families and so much things to do, I don't have a lot, whole lot of time to to listen to these albums, man. So, yeah, there's definitely some that's some uh, value added advice for for artists out there in the same position. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and it's it's easier on the artists, honestly. Like, rather than having to sit there and try to come up with a hundred and whatever songs or whatever, you just you know, give them give them a quick four or five, and you know, you and you good. And then it's something to be said for that short, concise piece of work where you can go whatever direction you're going in for six, seven songs, and then three, two, three months later, go in another direction and moves change quickly for artists. So to be able to have a clear picture and then go ahead and do it and go and do something else, I, I'm loving I'm loving this wave, man. And and it makes for a great body of work. And for workers like yourself, people like you stand out when you put quality out time and time again on a consistent basis currency is one of those rappers that i i champion all the time for doing it and people say he puts out too much music but i love it like you say it makes it a lot easier to keep people's attention you know i mean it makes it a lot easier to keep people's attention when, when you're when you're dropping constantly like that so playground legend two volume two what what can we expect more of because Part one to me was resonating because I have a hooping background. I had never made it past high school or nothing like that, but that's, I'm a hoop nerd. You know what I mean? And I could tell by the bars, you are as well. You know what I mean? So can you take us behind Playground Legend and that series and what that means to you? All right. So, uh, yeah, well, Playground Legend, you know, I was a kid during, during that and one era and all of that. So I was watching that all the time and, um, you know, just that whole that whole culture really had a big influence on my life and me as a person. Um, I, I played ball. You know, I, I played ball high school. I mean, um, I played played college Division three basketball and everything like that, and stopped there. And like one of one of the things like with, with the music um, that's consistent for me is that I know in basketball I didn't I, I ain't really, I didn't really give it. You know everything that I had. You know, I, mean, I work. Don't get me wrong. I, I definitely work, and uh, you know, got got to a certain level. But a, a lot, a lot of that shit, I was just good. You know what I mean? I just, I just got got by on what I had, but didn't really build build upon that. So finishing my career and hooping and everything, and knowing that I had more to give. It's actually a song on Playground Legend Volume Two called "More to Give," and it's you know, about that. But um, no, finishing my career, knowing that I had more to give. Now that I'm in the into the music. I'm not gonna half-ass it, you know, and that's kind of why I dropped the way that I dropped. I'm like, if it if it don't if it don't go to where I wanted to go, it ain't it ain't gonna be my fault this time. You know what I'm saying? Is it's not gonna be my fault. Um, so the yeah, the whole playground legend thing is just based around you know just me being a hooper my whole life and you know kind of using that to 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 fuel my, my work ethic in, in the music. So we we got some some good fun questions to kind of take us out of here to give more of your personality and, and who you into. So with the hooping background, you know I'm a Knicks fan. Prez is a Lakers fan. You know what I mean. I think he 
he a Pelican slash Lakers. Like I, I, he he do a lot. He do a lot. You know what I mean? But as far as me as Knicks through and through, I've been through the ups and the down, a lot of the downs. You know what I mean? But with that said, man, who's your team as far as NBA wise or or player? And then the second follow up to that is who you got getting to the NBA Finals and winning. I, I, I'm a diehard New York Knicks fan as well. Both of my parents are, are, are from Jersey. My, my mom's from Newark. My dad's from Asbury Park. So, uh, you know, they it, it, it was pretty much instilled in me that way. I, I was going to like the Knicks. It, it really wasn't no way around it. And that was uh, I was a kid during that uh, the Spreewell, Allen Houston era. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, all right, it's cool. You know, I'll, 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 I'll cheer for them. So uh, that's definitely my team. Spreewell is my favorite player as a kid. Uh and then they ended up being I transferred over to you know as I got older, Carmelo was my favorite player. Uh, so you you, you I, I, I wasn't passing, you know. what I mean that's that's one thing about me. <laughs> Based on my two favorite players, you know, I was not passing. <laughs> but, but, um, as far as we going to the finals, I mean, I got you know, I, I, I got I got the Nets and the Lakers, man. I got the, the Nets and the Lakers uh, because you know the the Nets stacking the deck. I, I, I ain't going against Bron. I, I got the Lakers winning it, man. All right. So last one, man. We always got to we got to notice about the artists that we have on top five dead or alive. Top five dead or alive. All right, so I got I got I got two different ones. I got, I have I have the, the best, and then I have have my favorite. Right. So okay. my five my five fa- personal favorites. I got Jay Z. I got Beans. I got Ross. I got uh, Fonte, and I got Joe Budden. That's that's my personal favorite five. Joe. Damn, he almost named he almost named my top five. Oh shit! Okay. As far as as far as the five best, and I'm just speaking like strictly lyricism. I don't necessarily think these people make the best songs or have the, the greatest catalog. But as far as like the five best lyricists, um, I got Royce, Lupe, uh, Black Thought. Uh, damn, I usually notice off the top of my head like crazy. Royce, Lupe, Black Thought. Uh, Tresh, honestly, I feel like people kind of sleep on Tresh, but Tresh is better than 99% of these people, and people got to recognize that. And my fifth one, I'm gonna go, fifth one, I'm, I'm gonna go Nas, man. I'm gonna go Nas. Like Nas, Nas, he gets he gets his respect, but when you really listen to what he was doing, um, I don't, I don't think people are really really tapping into that as much as they should. So, Rosetti, man, go ahead and take us out, man. Let everybody know where they can find you as far as Instagram, Twitter, and and what you got coming up next. Yeah, man. Uh, Rosetti, I, I make it difficult for people with the spelling, but it's uh, R-O dollar sign, dollar sign, E-T-T-I. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, so same name, D-Ross the Boss, D underscore Ross, underscore V underscore Boss. Uh, yeah, man, just, just, just tap, tap into the music. Um, I, I feel like I got a little something for everybody. It's, it's, it's a lot of relatable music. I'm talking about real-life uh, topics and not just a ton of glitz and glamour and all that. I'm really kind of getting to getting into the mud and kind of sifting through some of the stuff that, you know, everyday people go through and all of that. So definitely tap in uh, with me. Continue to, uh, you know, tap in with these guys' podcasts because they're really doing a good service for um Independent artists, for sure. I, and I, I appreciate y'all, man, for real. May 4th, Playground Legend Volume 2, May 4th. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And with that said, man, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate your time. Keep doing your thing, man. Just, you're putting out good music. It, your time will be your time. But the most important thing about it is you love it. 
You know what I mean? And you would do it even if it didn't give you all of this glitz and glamour and money and all that stuff. So we appreciate it and we can hear it. We love the bars. We love what you're doing. And we're going to continue to follow you and what you're doing as far as in battle as well. So, man, spread yourself as, as much as you can and get out there, man. And we wish you the best in the future. All right, man. I appreciate y'all for real love. A lot of shit in my life, man. I don't regret none of it, though. That's the shit that made me. Real character, you know? Let's talk about it. I done played the game, I done rocked the boat, I done did the least, I done did the most. I done seen that nigga chasing all his dreams, but start losing focus when he getting close. I done seen some shit I should have never seen, I done seen some shit I didn't really mean. I done really turned it up on you rooks, I done really settled down for a queen. I done did some shit I should have never did, I done touched some shit I should have never touched. I done phoned it in and finished with a win, I done gave it all and still it won't enough. I done contemplated jumping off the ledge, I done had some conversations with the dead. I done said a lot of bars on these records, I done seen them going over niggas' heads. Me. Anything I said, I done it. Nigga, I don't play about nothing. Nigga, I don't play about money. Every single dime I made, motherfucker, I want it. One thing about me. Anything I said, I done it. Nigga, I don't fake about nothing in private or public. I keep it a hundred. These niggas be frontin'. I done took some L's. I done got some dubs. I have been full of hate. I have been full of love. I done played it cool and blended with the crowd. I done been the littest nigga in the club. I done said the realest shit you ever heard. I done seen the realest shit up in the burg. I done seen a nigga pull up on the joint and throw a temper tantrum after getting curved. I done checked my balance. No when I was straight, I didn't check my balance. Nervous is a big shot. I went and partied in a different state. I didn't count quarters just to pay the rent. I done left the house with nothing but my fists. I done left the house with something on my hip. I done fallen out with people that I loved. Then looking back, it really wasn't shit. One thing about me, anything I said, I done it. Nigga, I don't play.